Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. You are welcome, my dear brother, my dear sister, to another edition of Bible Platform. I have been speaking on contending for the faith of our fathers, the faith that we believe. And I believe and trust that we have been energized and challenged to take a stand for the gospel. Christians are facing persecution in many parts of the world. It didn't begin today. The very savior of our souls was subjected to excruciating pain, ignoble death, abuse, and insults. He died a very gruesome death. He did it all that you and I might have life and have it in abundance. It for no other reason at all, child of God, for the fact that Christ paid this unique price. Divinity took on humanity, was humiliated beyond description. Bible says that his very face was destroyed and we could not look at it. That's what Isaiah presented in chapter 53 of his work. A man of sorrows, full of grief. Today, if we have privilege to be called children of God, we have to appropriate all that Christ has provided for us. And in doing so, and in doing so, we need to take a stand for the gospel, for the truth that has been bequeathed to us, so that others who do not know Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior will come to a saving knowledge of the Lord and benefit from this package of salvation in which we stand. Today, I want to share with you a word of encouragement, just to remind ourselves that we are not weaklings. We are the sons of God. I'm using the word sons as it's reflected in the scripture and it implies both male and female. We are the sons of God. We used to sing this song, we are the sons of God. We wash our souls or our robes in the blood of Jesus. We are the sons of God. That assertion, sometimes I think we sing without giving deep thought to what it really means to be called a son of God. If you go to the Old Testament, and we'll be going to the scriptures in the Jiffy. You have the first mention of sons of God. But that in the context in which it is presented to us, according to theologians, refers to fallen angels who intermarried with men. We don't know yet the real application or implication of, of that, or understanding of that. But I want to stick to the new dispensation, the new covenant, the new testament, because that is what applies to us specifically. And let's look at who we have become, being called sons of God. And I want to repeat that we are no weaklings. We are no weaklings at all. I pray that the Holy Spirit help us to understand what we are going to study today. In Jesus' name. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. The New King James Version reads, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. Now to him who is able 
to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. My emphasis here is according to the power that works in us. Listen to me, child of God. Unless and until we agree with the scriptures, we will continue to become victims and we will be manipulated by false prophets and people who have a different agenda for which Christ died and left us this wonderful legacy of redemptive grace. There is a power at work in you. If you have believed in Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask, who is he? Jesus Christ, the Son of God. According to the power that works in us. So note this. There is a power at work in you as a child of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. The moment you believe on the name of Jesus, you accept, you are conceived in sin. So there is no argument about your status in life relative to God. And you need Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. You believe in the sacrifice that he made for the redemption of your soul on the cross of Calvary. You accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Something happens in the spirit. Your position is changed. The devil and his demons know that you are no more who you used to be, but you are now a son of God. That is a position. That's not a gender issue. That is a position issue. Let me take the John 1, 12 again. But as many as received him, to them, those who received him, like you and I who have received Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, to them gave he power. The word of God cannot be changed. It says, to them gave he power. Power that cannot be seen with the natural eye. Because we are talking about spiritual realities. To them gave he power. We don't have to scramble for it. We don't have to bargain for it. The moment we receive Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. And he comes to dwell in our hearts by his spirit. He releases power. Power to do what? He gives us power to become sons of God. He says, even to them that believe on his name. And when we talk about the sons of God, we are talking about very unique creation. And that is what you and I have become. We have become like the son of God, who is Jesus Christ. How? By believing in him. I'm, I'm hitting a chord right now. That if you have not received Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, you are missing out on something unique. You are missing out on being counted 
among this unique creation called the sons of God. And I believe that by the end of this presentation, you're going to make that decision. Because the sons of God, as I was saying, are like Jesus in the spirit. The sons of God have access to the Father. They have access to the Father. Because they come in the name of the Son of God. And it is the Son of God who reproduces himself in the sons of God. Including me. Because I'm a son of God. Now this title is above any title. If we should use the word title. Which I don't get excited about when I'm talking about things of the spirit. But for the sake of convenience. That's right. This position is above any other position you can think of or dream of as a child of God, whether male or female. Remember, I have said that this is not a gender issue. This is a positional issue that we are talking about. So once we are called the sons of God, we become like Jesus in quotes. In the spirit realm, we have access, number one, to God the Father in the name of Jesus through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We have power, number two, we have power over Satan and his demons. Everything Jesus is, we have access to be. Now, let me take you to Romans chapter number eight. Romans chapter number eight, the verse number 14. I'm reading the King James Version. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Today we are talking about our position as sons of God. And it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It's not those who claim to be and are not led by the Spirit. It says, Those who are led by the Spirit of God. We can't put a number to it because all over the globe, as many as have received him. He has given us the power or the right to be called sons of God. So that position, you must be given the right. You must be given the mandate before you can occupy as a son of God. But thank God for the blood of Calvary that we have been given that right, that power to be called the sons of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. To be called the son of God literally puts you in a position of a little Jesus. The Bible said that we have become like him. In actual fact, Romans 8.29 tells us that God's purpose is to conform him as into the image of Jesus Christ. Now let me take another scripture from Romans 8.19. We are talking about our position as sons of God. And I'm saying that that phrase, that description is very, very unique. It gives us a very unique standing with God. And that should be an encouragement for us to pursue the heavenly agenda. In Romans 8 verse 19, reading from the English Standard Version. You see, all creation, according to the word of God, are just waiting for the revelation of the sons of God. Because it is in that revelation of the sons of God, when Jesus Christ comes again and the sons of God are revealed, that creation will find its peace and its comfort. It will come to that place where it is supposed to be. God is going to make everything new and in conformity with his plan that man will live eternally. Creation will not die. So in Romans 8.19 the scripture reads, For the creation 
listen carefully, for the creation, all created things, waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. I'm reading the English Standard Version. Let me take it again. For the creation waits with eager longing. All creation is eagerly waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. Hallelujah. So to be called a son of God is no mean description. Because like I said over and over again, it projects the unique standing that you and I who believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior have in Christ or in God or with God. Our unique position, our unique standing with God. Sometimes you hear people attack our faith, attack our work with Christ because we open doors for them. Sometimes some of these things clearly are justified because we look for manner when we should go to work, when we should put our hands to the plow. Sometimes it is simply out of spite, jealousy, hatred, bitterness against what we stand for as sons of God. But I want to say to every true Bible-believing Christian that those things should not bother you. They should not weaken you. They should not preoccupy you. The devil has his own space and he has its own agenda and he has his own recruits and workers. And they cannot love us. They cannot applaud us. We are a bother to them because we are the light of the world. And today we are taking it a notch higher. We are the sons of God. So everything anti-God will be anti-us. Everything anti-Christ. Jesus said, if they hate me, they will hate you. It's as simple as that. They hate me, they will hate you. They can't love me. And how can they love you? It's impossible. So, sons of God, march forward. <laughs> apostolic people, the apostolic church, I, I used to be there, and they would say, sons of God, march forward. This is the time that if you are a believer in Christ, it must show, not only by way of what you say, but more importantly, by virtue of what you do, standing for the faith, believing, contending, that you know who you are and what you have been called to do. Glory to the Lamb of God. You are listening to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. This and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continued. And that's why I'm going through this so that if your hands are weak, your faith is wobbling. You will be strengthened knowing that when the day is over, you are not just one of a number, but you are a son of God. Positionally, you occupy a place with God that is so unique, unique among all creation. Let me take you to another scripture in the standard version now. Pray about that. Galatians 4, 6. 
And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. This is the, the core of the message. Because you are sons, God did not send his spirit into our hearts because we are nice guys, but because we are sons of God, God has sent his spirit into our hearts. The weakness may come, the challenges may come, sometimes even discouragement may come, and you wonder, where is God? Where is God? He is right there with you. Who am I to God? I am a son of God. I am like the son of God who died on Calvary. Who made you that? The son of God who died at Calvary made me that. And the Bible says that because of that unique standing, God has sent his spirit, the spirit of his son, into our hearts. The spirit that Christ, Abba, Father. Praise the name of the Lord. You are a son of God. You are unique. The challenges may come. The struggles may come. Stand your ground. Don't let anybody make you feel like you don't matter. Don't let anybody make you feel that part of you must be protected. The Bible says protect your heart. And so I'm talking about your feeling. Don't let anybody trample you down. You may have the meanest, the, the, the lowest work on the social ladder. It doesn't mean nothing. That only exists in the realm of the natural. In the realm of the spirit, you may be over heads of states. You may, because you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's what the Bible says. A glorious high throne exalted in the beginning was our place. And still is our place. Because we are exalted in Christ. So, maybe in the realm of the natural, things may be tough. Situations may not be turning the way you expected as fast as you expected. But you don't have to lose faith. One of the things that I believe will strengthen you is what I'm giving you today. When you know that in spite of all that is happening in your life, in the realm of the spirit, you are positioned as a son of God. You are positioned as the son of God. It's not for nothing that Jesus Christ is called the son of God. And so if he has brought us into that position and that standing with the father and with himself to be called son of God, the opportunities before us, the blessing we have inherited, they may not be manifesting physically, but we are blessed. No matter what the world says, we are blessed. We are blessed in Christ. We, we are not even going, now going to be blessed. We are blessed already. When we talk about God bless me, we are talking about God release the blessing. But in actual fact, in him, we are already blessed. Rejoice, my brother. Rejoice, my sister. In the fact of who you have become in Christ. We are the sons of God. So this time around, when somebody asks you, who are you? Who do you think you are? And what is it that God has done for you? Well, if God has done nothing at all, I have become a son of God. And to be a son of God, the devil will come after you. Because it's a position that he would have loved to have. And he can never have. First John chapter 3 verse 2. First John chapter number 3 verse number 2. Beloved, now are we sons of God. I love this one. Beloved, now 
present tense. Now, are we the sons of God? We are not going to be sons of God when we die and go to heaven. Now, now, even now that we have received Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, we are there, there, sons of God. We are not the son of God, but we are the sons of God. We have been produced by the son of God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be. We don't, we don't know how it's going to turn out. Listen to what it says. But we know that when it shall appear, hallelujah, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Praise the name of the Lord. I can't wait for that day. For we shall be like him. Because we have become like him. And when that day of reckoning comes and Christ shall appear, we shall be transformed. And we shall be like him. And let the devil wait for that day. He will bite his fingers. Because you see, all that he's trying to pull us down with will collapse like a pack of cards. The time will come when he will have to agree that we are more than conquerors through Christ. Because he fought the battle. He gave us the victory. Our peculiar standing as sons of God it's what has thrown us into this thunderous, non-stop spiritual battle with the devil. And as we go through these battles, it saps our energy. It takes something away from us. The former sons of God now comprises falling angels. When you go to the Old Testament, talk about the sons of God who have been rejected. They comprise the falling angels and the demons. And they see us as their number one enemy. Those who have received Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior. We irritate them because they are darkness and we are light. And no way the darkness can understand and overcome the light. Jesus said you are the light of the world. And indeed we are. No matter what the world says about the church. I know for a fact that if you take Jesus out of the equation. Imagine a world without Jesus. Imagine a world without Jesus. That I'm, talking, I'm not talking about Christians misbehave. I'm talking about Jesus. Would imagine a world. Read the Bible. Read the New Testament. See the beauty. The beauty of the life he lived. The beauty of the language he used. Forgive your enemies. Pray for your enemies. Now, if the world will walk in the, in the word that Jesus Christ spoke, and which is recorded in scripture, we will need any peace counsel. The peace of God which passes all understanding will rule and reign in the hearts of men. But don't be surprised. And I want to read a scripture to my brethren to encourage you. Don't be surprised about the, the non-stop attack from the sons of God who have lost that position. The sons of God of the Old Testament who have become demons and now have made us our target. Revelation 12, 12. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath. Because he knows that he has a short time. Second Corinthians 7.5 For when we were come into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest. But we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. Beloved, strengthen yourself. 
we are fighting a real enemy he hates us with passion because we have become the sons of god but whether he likes it or not we may not get everything that we want in this life but a day is coming a time is coming when we shall see him as he is and we shall become as he is the glorious morning is coming and the sons of god will be revealed I will be one of them. And I pray that you, my listener, will be among the number. If you are not already one who believes in Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, the door of grace is open. Walk through it. God bless you. I'm your friend, Pastor Anson Metta, saying bye for now, and God be with you. Bye. For listening to Bible Platform. For questions, prayers, and counseling, contact Reverend Metal on 0244 239024. Thank you for listening. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Your